in verse 17 it says, And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. Now, turn to chapter 16 in verse 10. Chapter 16, verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Let's bow the word of prayer. Father, I want to thank You for the day. Thank You for how You've blessed us so far, God. And Lord, I pray now that Lord, You'll help us. I need You, God. Please. Please help me, God. Give me a clarity of thought and speech. Lord, I pray. Lord, I I need Your touch. I pray that You'd help me. Bless us, Lord, would You please, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I was torn between this message and another. And, uh, boy, I hope I picked the right one. <laughs> I, I just, the Lord just uh, has, has even blessed my heart this morning. Uh, I pray that God will give us what we need. Um, I pray that this message will, I know it will help every single one of us in here. I know it will. Um, and if I'll just get out of the way and let God work, God will do great things. Um, look, if all this Bible ever does for us is fill our head with some religious knowledge and facts, we're missing the mark. Amen? I'm talking about saved people. Uh, look, God is for you. He's not against you. Amen. Amen. Regardless of what people may think, God's for us. Amen. And, and I mean, more so, how could He show He's for us and send His Son down on the cross for your sins and my sins? But not only did He send Jesus to save us, but He's given us His Holy Word to help us and guide us in the life now as a believer, as a new child in Christ, to live in this world that He saved us out of, to live for God, and to do great things according to His will. Amen. And uh, so, with that being said, we need to understand that God desires for you and for me and those that are saved. Look, He didn't just save us for us to go to heaven, but He saved us that once we're saved and a child of God, we would now live a life bringing glory and honor to Him, amen, that other people may look at that life and see there's something different and realize it's of the Lord, and that people even that can't, we, we know that the devil is blind to the minds of people, and sometimes you talk to people and say, well, I can't see that, but they can hear, amen, that we'll proclaim, not just with our life, but with our voice, uh, that Jesus said, thus saith the Lord, amen, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no man come to Father but by me. I told them boys yesterday down at the jail, I said, listen, look, you've got to understand something. I said, I'm, I'm a simple guy, not a smart guy, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm faithful for the Word of God. John 14, 6, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. That settles it. Whether they want to believe it or not, the only way we're going to get to heaven is Jesus. Amen. 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 
God wrote the Bible and gave us the Bible not only that we might have life, but to have it more abundantly. You believe that? You need to. Now look, number one, salvation. The verse I just quoted. Thank God for John 14, 6. Amen. He said, I'm the way. Praise God. He's the way for the wayward. We've got a lot of people today, they're, they're, they're following the devil's way. They're going down the world's way. They're heading in the wrong direction. But I'm telling you, Jesus, Jesus is the way to heaven. Amen. Oh, Jesus man. is the way to happiness. Jesus is the way to hope. Right. Jesus is the way to joy. Whatever your problem is today, Jesus is your answer. Amen. amen. Jesus, He said, I'm the way for the wayward. He said, I'm the truth. Amen. I'm thankful we have truth in Jesus. We live in a world of a bunch of phonies, fakes. I told them boys yesterday, I said, how many of you uh, have been lied to? They all kind of smirk. It's hard to tell what them boys have had. Uh, people have told them things and promised them things. Listen, we've all had people lie to us. We've all had people let us down. Jesus will never let you down. He right. is true. We've got tr- We can have truth today because Je- Jesus came to this earth. Listen, not just to be a babe born in a manger, but to die on a cross, amen, raised from the dead, hey, have victory over death, hell, and the devil, amen, that He came also to establish truth upon this earth. We can have truth. We have Jesus. I'm thankful for that. Amen. But He also said, I'm life. We don't have life, do we have Jesus? Amen. So if you're lost today without Jesus, listen, you need Jesus. Greatest decision a person ever making all their life is a day that they repent of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ. And I want you to know this Bible, through the Word of God and the truth that's in it, a person that's lost and undone through the, through the convicting power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God can show a lost person in a lost state of mind that they need a Savior and His name is Jesus. But it's not only wonderful for salvation, it's also wonderful for service once we're saved and serving God. And here's what I want to talk to you a little bit about this morning. If the Lord will help me just preach to you a little bit on this. Being faithful to the little things. Being faithful to the little things. Look, God intends for every Christian in every Christian's life to be more abundant than a lost person. You realize that? Now look, we're not better than anybody. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But I ought to be a better husband as a saved man than I am as a lost man. That's right. Amen. Look, God did a great work in our life. We was on the road to destruction. I didn't say until I was later in life. Uh, But that's, hey, that's the way it happened. But I sure do hope I'm a better husband to my wife. Now that I'm a changed man in Christ, I was when I was lost. That's right. Amen. I'll be a better dad in my children. I'm a saved man, I'm a lost man. Amen. You understand that? The world ought to look. Listen, here's what's missing today. You know this if you're saved, and I know this, but I'm telling you, the word, there ought to be a difference in your life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. The world ought to look at us and see something different. Amen. Maybe I should have preached the other message. I don't know. Y'all get it? Look, 
He told us how to obtain an abundant life in Christ through this Bible. Everything we do in this life, we ought to do it to the best of our ability to bring glory to God. That's right. Everything. Everything. And here, here's what you got to understand about how important this is. A person's willingness to do the little things reveals what they'll do with the big things. That's right. Really. Now, that's opposite of the world today. Because you got a generation today and I hammer these young people all the time, but we're the generation. It's just—it's like I preach in Sunday school. The mindset of this world's unstable. It's skewed. We've got to practice only to serve the sound mind as Christians. I tell these young people all the time: Listen, they need to labor. They need to work. Listen, you start from the bottom and work your way up. You don't start from the top. No man. There's nothing wrong with that. And we've got to understand something: that that the, a willingness to the little things shows. Others, because others are watching what we'll do if we're entrusted with the big things. Everybody wants to start off with the big thing. We ought, we ought to be faithful to little things. Right. And here's what's amazing to me. People that I've dealt with as a pastor, they're choking over little things, but they claim they're doing big things. You ain't going to do nothing bigger. You can't do little things. That's I don't right. care what you say. Amen. 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 Look, a man that will walk past a piece of trash in our corridor, that main corridor, never pick it up, he's not fit to be a pastor standing behind this poor big bridge. Amen. Look, if, if, if one of you men don't feel you're fit to get on a mower or grab a weed here, and I know you are. I mean, look, we've labored. Listen, this building's a miracle. And with a small group like this, we've all done every You ladies, we children, all of y'all labor. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but we need to hear it. But listen, those that don't feel fit to mow a yard or, or, or pick up uh, a trash or, or weed eat, listen, you're not fit to be a leader in the church. That's right. Amen. 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 Does that make sense? Little things matter. Little things matter. You parents, little things matter when it comes to raising children. Amen. Amen. I want my children to turn out right in this world, but you can't get them to clean the room. It's good. Amen. You can't even clean your room. How are you going to hold down a job and be a mama and a wife and do what you're supposed to do later? Oh, that's mean. That I'm telling you, that's the truth. Right. That's right. I love you, I like Brother Alfred Willis. I should have preached up. But I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, listen. Hey, look. Pray. I, I feel this is on my heart. Yes. This is, I believe God. This is true. Look, little things matter for us as a church. That's right. Hey, man. I appreciate that. Look, you go get a family picture. Boy, you're going to make sure you, uh, your boys... Belts right above the buckle, and their hair's combed just right, and all the butts are lining up with the buckle, and and your little girls all look pretty, and you bring them to church, look like they've been through a wind tunnel and wrestled a bear. That's right. Amen. More concerned about how they look in a family photo than they do come to the house of God. Right. Little things matter. Yes. They'll not look like a slob. Amen. That's mean, preacher. I'm telling you, it's the house of God. Amen. Little things matter. Amen. People are watching. Amen. Amen. 
Jesus said, little things matter to Him. Little things prove her character. And He says, look, if you're unjust in little things, you're going to be unjust in the big things. And people look at the Bible and they say, look, I'll do those big things. I want to do those things where I'm noticed. But I'm not concerned about the small ones. You better be concerned about the small ones. Because the Lord said, all of my commandments are important. All of my commandments are important. The little things are the opportunities that show us He can trust us with the big things. If we obey Him. Do you realize that? He gives us little things to do that He then we can prove to Him, yes, He can trust us with bigger things. Don't overlook the little things. Amen. Right. Look, you young people hear me. You want to be successful in whatever you want to do or you desire for God to do? Then you need to be as concerned about the little things as you are about the big things. Amen? Amen. If your authority says sweep the floor, sweep it and sweep it to the best of your ability. Amen. Don't just run the broom and be looking around and leaving stuff. Amen. Dust the shelf. Dust the shelf. Pick up the thing and dust under it and put it back. Don't dust around it. Right. Amen. Amen. I told my wife the other day, I said, I was a boy, I had to dust my room. Amen. Look, as pastors, we see a lot. I see a lot of talent all the time. I see a lot of ability all the time. But you know what bothers us sometimes is we see a lack of faithfulness to little things. Amen? Little things matter. Look, ladies or girls, I don't care how handsome he is, how good he can talk to you, if he's lazy, can't hold down a job, doesn't want to work, looks like a slob, you're going to be a miserable woman you marry. That's right, Amen. Amen. And boys, let me tell you something, she may be pretty. She may seem like a mockingbird. I know they're nasty to you now. That's a good thing. One day they're not going to be nasty to you anymore. She may seem like a mockingbird. But if her mom and daddy say she's spoiled and she's lazy, you marry her. I should appreciate the message. In her text, Jesus says, look, in that chapter 19, he says he was going to give that man, because that man was faithful to his authority, he was going to give him the authority to over ten cities because he was faithful. And it said there in verse in chapter 19, in a very little thing, he was going to oversee and have authority over ten cities because he was faithful, Miss Sue, to just a very little thing. Man, little things matter. But it's easy for us to overlook. I mean, let's be honest. We overlook things. We're looking for the big thing. we got to be faithful to everything. Amen. 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 Look, I promise you I'm not being critical. I'm not being mean. I'm being as honest as I can be because I want to help you. And I'm telling you, the Lord expects us to take care in the little things as much as we do the big things. That's right. Look, we're enjoying this building. It's a miracle <laughs> what God's done. It's beautiful, but it didn't just happen. Right. Hey, the service today, 
Lights got turned on, building got unlocked. Hey, these ladies, after they had the kids with the with doing doing school on Thursday, cleaned and went up and down these halls and cleaned bathrooms, empty trash can. Listen, those little things, it may seem like a little thing, is allowing for us to enjoy a big thing and, and, and be in the service today. That, that's that's what I'm I'm talking about, amen. And here's the thing you've got to understand. There's a lot of little things that it takes to be a good husband, Brother Jason. There's a lot of little things it takes, Miss Kimberly, to be a good wife. There, there's a lot of little things. Uh, look, it takes for us to be good parents. Make, be, be, be in mind of the little thing. Look, there's a lot of little things. Look, there's little things, fellas, that it takes to be a good friend. Right. There's little things that are important for us to, for you to be part of a good member of a good church. That's right. That, that, are, that are important to God and to be a good church. Just the little things. So we've got to be concerned about those. We can't overlook them. Will someone else do that? Or it doesn't matter. It matters to God. And a person that doesn't have a heart to do the little things, they're not going to be entrusted to do the big things. Amen? Right. Now, I want to basically look at two, two verses, two other things. Turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And we'll be done. But 1 John, and let, let me say this while you're turning to 1 John, if you don't, if you don't mind, just we'll speak for the sake of time. I'm going to say a few things, and then we're going to look at the verse. So be turning to 1 John, but if you can, open your ears. Now, that's hard for me. I can't do more. I'm, I'm a one kind of, I'm one minded kind of guy. My wife, she can be cutting up carrots, listening to me and listening to the kids. I can't. I'll cut my finger off, and it's just it's not working. Ladies are better than men at that. But anyway, and some of you guys may be okay, but if you can listen and turn, do so, all right? I'll try to give this example. I, I try to think of a better one. I couldn't think of one, so I'm gonna try to. My brother was a drill sergeant for a few years, and he's in the army. And boy, I mean, they would have inspection. And some of you men in the military, you know this. No brother Barb, well aware of this. And 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 those, he said that they would they would inspect those those guys and and, and their beds and bunk and all the stuff, and they would put on a glove, would walk around looking, looking. Inspecting. I tell Josiah sometimes I'm happy. we have an inspection. You know what he does? Up to the room he goes, he knows what's happening. <laughs> and then he goes pray somewhere hoping on the <laughs> But 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 here's what here that they'd look around and boy they they'd be looking, looking, and then guys standing tense thinking, it's all good, it's all good. Yep, that's covered, that's covered, that's covered. They'd walk. He said sometimes they'd get to a door jam and reach up. I could never done it, could never reach it. But they'd reach up. And take it finger across that door, Jay. What's this? Dust! I thought you were supposed to clean! Get up here and face. Clean, soldier! Clean! What's well, a door, Jay? Is it the room? Is it part of the room? Yes! Do better! I mean, just, you said, well, that's just terrible. That's awful. Now, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what they're teaching them. When they felt like they couldn't go anymore and they're in battle, you go no further. Yes. Amen. When I feel like I can't, hey, I can't march. I can't, I'm going to have to carry that man out. And I feel like I can't do it. I can do it. Go a little further. Right. Amen. Looking for the little things. Listen, we're really good at dealing with the sins 
that everybody else sees. But how about the hidden ones? How about the door jam? Right. Once. Amen. I'm preaching to me too. Look, this this has convicted me, but I'm just telling you, I think it'll help us, amen. How is it you've got such a good attitude at work and such a bad attitude at home? Everybody tells you how wonderful of a child you've got, but you say, well, come on. How wonderful of a man you are, but your family says he's a monster. Amen. Should have preached that Little things count as much to God as much as the big things. Now here's what's interesting. I love the tabernacle. I love studying about the tabernacle. Paints a beautiful picture of Jesus. But that tabernacle in the wilderness, you know, they had the outer court and they had the holy place and then they had the holy holies. That outer court they made sure everything. Hey, when they when they go to that, uh, they they would sit there and, and go to that altar where they made their sacrifices. It was in the right place. I mean, God instructed where to be. So many steps was the laver. They washed. They would go into the holy place. Table of shoe bread, lampstand, those things. All hey, pe- the outer court people, brother Barth, and the outer court people were there. People were hey, it, it was in the open. It was to be seen. It had to be right, brother Jason. It was. I mean, the people saw it, and even the holy place, they'd go in. Those things were there, but that holy holies. Only the high priest entered there and God. And it was dark in there. Only God and the high priest knew. And you realize after God gave all the instruction of building that thing and setting it up, it says that after he had been in that holy place, holy of holies, that his glory fell upon that place. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. Look, we have standards, and it's good. We need standards. We need that. Picture that as your outer court. Look, we, we've got order at Old Pass Baptist Church. We should, be, we should be a church. We should have order. Right. Amen. Right. That, this is a holy place. Mm-hmm. We ought to treat it that way. Right. But how about in here? How about that holy of holies? That area that only God can see and you know. How is that going? How is that going? Do you know today some people are never seeing the glory of God fall upon them and their families because it's this part that's not right. They've got the outer court right. They've got the holy place right. They know how to behave in church. Partake in worship. But that holy place, that heart, those areas that nobody else is seeing. Amen? Right. Now here's what you need to understand. We've got to be faithful in the little things. Look at verse 3. This is important. This goes along with it though. First John chapter 5, verse 3. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments, what does it say? Not treat. How about that? 
Now look, we've got those that say they're saved, call themselves Christians, but they're not going to do what this Bible says. Maybe it's hard for them to understand. It's been preached. But here's why they're not. That commandment that they're saying they're not going to do, it's grievous for them, Brother Jason. But there's others. Those of us that are saved, we battle the flesh. Look, we understand that some things in here are easier to obey than others. But we do and try to do all of them. Why? Because we love Him. Right. Amen. We love Him. We, we love Him for what He's done. Listen, and they're not grievous. Listen, it's not hard for me, Brother Sanford. It's not hard for me to come to church. I don't feel like I've got to. I'm here because I want to. I don't feel like I how I better worship. I want to worship Papa Little. I want to worship God and, and praise His holy name. Listen, because I love Him for what He's done for me. The song stirred my heart, Minnesota, and it speaks to my heart about what He's done for me. Listen, I'm going to exalt Him, amen. amen. Not because I'm worried about what somebody else will do or they are, but that, hey, I want to magnify Him, amen. Right. Glorify Him and let the world know and let Him know that I love Him and I'm thankful that I deserve hell, but I'm in heaven today. Amen. Amen. I'll be going to heaven today or whenever God calls me there. Amen. I'm saved today. Amen. Amen. It matters. It matters that we do the things that God says, but not just do them, but that they're not grievous. Amen. Look, I appreciate you young ladies and you ladies looking like a lady and dressing like a lady. But I hope that you're not doing it. It's grievous. I hope you do it because you love the Lord. Amen. Amen. You see the difference it makes there? Now listen to me. You children, um, you've got a little head start on, on what I'm trying to bring forth here and preach about. Um, because I know your mom and daddies, and there are other kids in the world uh, that, that, that are out there that your parents, and, and here's, here's the blessing, you won't think it's a blessing, but it's a blessing. Your parents don't ask you things, they command things at times. Y'all see what I'm saying? I say being unruly, I'm just saying, listen, there are some things you need to do. And we'll say, I didn't ask you, I, I told you. Right. You need to go do that. Take the trash out. What an option. Take the trash out. That's right. Right? That's not being ugly. But that 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 that's that's parents commanding, not just making suggestions. Now here's the thing about this. And, and here, here's the thing. I, I said this in Sunday school and, and uh man, I gotta move. I said this in Sunday school and I'll say it again. We're living in such strange days. Because the thinking today is so skewed from what it was when, when I was coming up. Amen. To what kids are today and, and the thinking of generations are today. It, it's skewed. Listen, we had a garden. We had to weed the garden. We had wood. We had to bring wood in. We had a room we had to keep clean. We had chores we had to do. It wasn't an option. It was a command. And I turned out all right. Some of you may not think it, that's so, but I did on there. Amen. I tell you, it didn't kill me. Right. It didn't kill me. Right. 
Amen. I'm thankful for that. And you know the strange thing about it? Here, brother, mother's astray. And think about things that you had to do. Listen, at the beginning, maybe I don't want to, I don't want to, but you knew it didn't matter. You had to do it. And eventually, there were things, brother Barth, that I ended up doing like clockwork. I didn't have to be told anymore. And it really didn't bother me anymore. That's a blessing of being obedient. Amen. So when mom and dad are telling you to do something, you may not like it, but be faithful in doing it. If you'll be faithful and obedient to the command, eventually it won't be as grievous as it was when you started. Here's the problem we're having. That's the old days. Today, you've got parents let the children decide everything. You can't eat gummy worms and only gummy worms for breakfast and lunch. Man, me eating potatoes and get some veggies in there and then some squirrel meat and some deer meat, praise God. Amen. Some green beans, amen. Look, I mean, you, 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 you just can't. Oh, well, if they, well, that one parenting method, well, somebody told me, just mess me all up. I forget who shared it with me. But some things, some, I hear that some parenting method now, we're going to let them choose. If they want to drink chocolate milk the whole day, they get to drink chocolate milk in the world. Right. You say, well, what's wrong with that? Preacher, I tell you what's wrong with that. Because let's say, by the grace of God, they get older and they get saved when they're 40 years old. Then they sit in the church and the pastor preaches like I'm preaching and they go, whoa! They ain't never had to do anything that they didn't want to do. But God says, I'm going to give you a man of God and he's going to preach and there are going to be things he's going to say you need to do. And your flesh is going to say no, but the Holy Spirit is saying yes, amen. And you're going for the benefit of you in your life and serving God, you better say okay. Right, amen. Amen. Depending on how people are raised, it's how they're going to serve God later. That's a concern. That's why I'm concerned today. Strong families build strong churches. And what bothers me as a pastor is I'm seeing there's a lot of problems in homes today and Christian homes today. And a lot could be prevented if they would take care of the little things. Yes. Very good, Cameron. That's right. The little things. Listen to me. You children ought to thank your mom and daddy for being parents like I'm preaching. Mm -hmm. And for those of us, if we have a mom and daddy that's still alive, we ought to call them today and say, listen, whether they're saved or not, I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying they don't have to be. I'm talking about parents that raised you to understand, to obey, and be obedient, and to be able to get out and hold down a job, and be a husband, and be a mother, and be a father. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you ought to thank them. Right. That's right. Amen. If you can, you ought to thank them. Amen. It matters. It makes a difference in serving God. That's just a little thing, preacher. Does it really matter? I mean, really clean the room. and do, That's just a little thing. I'm telling you, it matters. Listen, if they're not going to obey you, what do you think they're going to do when God begins to speak to them? Amen. All right, amen. And I'm not saying be mean and ugly, but I'm saying if we can teach them 
immediate obedience at a young age, they're going to stand a better chance, Papa, when God speaks to them later and they're saved that they're going to be obedient to God. But if it was a struggle the whole time raising them, you let them get away with it, what do you think they're going to do with God? Right. Amen. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Am I keeping my arm still? I can't tell. Not really. I'm supposed to be keeping my arm still. That ain't going to work. Hebrews chapter 12. I know these are familiar verses, but let's just go down through these a little bit and we'll be done, okay? Hebrews chapter, chapter 12. Look, look at verse 5. And then we'll look at verse 6. I'm going to make some comments and we'll kind of go down through here. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 5 says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of Him. <laughs> Don't quit! Well, that preacher said something I didn't like. And you know what? It really stepped on my toes. I'm never going back. That's the worst thing you can do. For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Listen, we've gotten so soft in this country. <laughs> I know your preacher. He preaches. But they're a preacher. Listen, they're a preacher. they got to tiptoe around everything. Lord, help us not to have to be that way. Look, I want to be... I, I want to be, I, I want to show you the Spirit. I don't want to get in the flesh when I preach, but I do not have to be worried that something in my message is going to step on your toes and I'm not going to see you ever again because you got offended. But we've got people today that the first time they get offended in a church service by the preacher or someone else, they never come back. That's solved. That's right. Years ago, men preached a whole lot harder than me. That's right, sir. And I'm telling you, people ate it up and people lived by it and people received it. And Brother Bart, families were stronger. Marriages were stronger. Young people had respect for God and the house of God and the things of God. Amen. Gotten soft. It's okay to get your toes stepped on. My goodness, we need that. Amen. That's right. Well, every message you preach is directed at me. No, duh. Who else was preaching? Whoa. <laughs> it's God. That's right. Yeah. I remember when I first got saved, I had so many things wrong, man. I, I told y'all this, but I'm telling you, I'd sit, man. I'd sit back in the, in the pews and I'd say, man, he, Christian done told him. She done shared stuff with him, or he's tapped her phone. He knows too much. I mean, I'm getting squirmy. It wasn't the preacher, it was God. Amen. Right. Amen. Now we've gotten so soft when God knocks on your door, rings your phone, people don't want to answer it. Right. Amen. Right. And listen to me. If God steps on your toes in a message, don't go, I was chasing my God. Oh, I've been chasing my God. No, He's just trying to wake you up. Right. Right. Amen. Look, part of chasing Him is whipping I ain't never beat nobody in here. Right? Maybe my children's bottoms, but that's it. 
But what I'm saying is, listen, that we, 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 we're, people get so... Uh, the world's, here's the world's philosophy. If you, if you love your child, don't, don't discipline them. Let them find their way through life. That's not what the Bible says love is. God even told us here, the reason I'm chasing you is because I love you. The reason I'm rebuking you is because I love you. I want to see you do right. God gives us instruction and God gives us messages like these because He loves us and God doesn't want our lives to be a waste. Remember, He wants us to have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Now, skip down to verse 9. Furthermore, we have had, fa- we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Amen. What is he saying here? Saying this, listen, you have to learn not to break rules. Thank God for a mom and a daddy that said, listen, you're not going to disobey. And if you do and you break that rule, you're going to get a whipping. Thank God for that. You have to, children have to learn that. Amen. We've got to learn to do our best. Back to my military example there. They're wanting to give their best. Amen. We've got to learn that. Right? Disobedience. Disobedience will rob people from living and enjoying life and enjoying it more abundantly. Amen. God, listen, the abundant life God wants to give us, it takes obedience, it takes discipline, it takes correction, but I'm telling you, you're a whole lot better off living this life than the alternative. Amen. Now, I can vouch for that Amen. because I gave too many years of my life to the world, and I'm telling you right now, I know what it'll do. Right. The devil in the world ain't going to fool me with the marketing scheme they have out here, and I know young people, it's all over your mind all the time, but I'm telling you, you listen to this preacher, the world will destroy you, it'll leave you alone, empty, unhappy, and full of regret. And it's never going to change, amen. But Jesus will give you joy, peace, happiness, hallelujah! You can't go wrong with that, amen. Either way, it's not going to be easy. Go God's way, amen. Verse 11, look what it says here, verse 11. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous. But grievous, ain't it a whipping I got that I thank the Lord for? I can promise you that. <laughs> Amen. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Well, we got good fellowship here. Amen. I love kindred spirits. Amen. We come in, fellowship is lively, and, and hey, we start singing, and singing's lively, and worship God a little bit. Hey, it's, it's lively, and get to the message, it's painful. <laughs> if we'll do what God says we need to do, there's going to be no regrets. There'll be no regrets. Salvation, having sound thinking, holy discernment, A good life, happy marriage, part of a good church. It's worth it. It's worth it, amen. Listen to me, children. You ought to thank your mom and dads. You got a mom and dad that say, listen, lose the attitude and get right, you better thank them. There's a lot of kids today have a mom. Listen, we saw kids yesterday in that jail. They got a mom and dad don't even care where they are. Amen. Never been loved. 
been done wrong all their lives. And it wasn't that child's fault. It was the choices of the parents. I'm telling you, you got a mom and dad that care for you and say, listen, I'm not going to let you have that attitude. I'm not going to let you behave that way. Listen, I'm tell you what, go do that. You need to do that. Listen, quit your pouting. I'm telling you, you ought to thank God for that. Amen. But the world's mentality is, no, Rebecca gets it. That's wrong. They're me. They're no good. I'm telling you, you get that mentality, you're going to have a hard time obeying God. You're going to regret and have a lot of regrets in your life. Amen. It's terrible. I live in shackles and chain. Go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Mom and Dad have these rules. I gotta follow them. It's terrible. It's a whole lot better than life without them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. You think those things are bad? You think this kind of preaching is awful? Wait till you see what you do. You rebel against it, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Right. Look, would you rather? have preaching on immorality and fornication and how wrong it is or get some disease? Would you rather have me hammered out, wait for the right spouse, spend your single year serving God and loving Him and growing in the Lord, God will take care of that, or marry the wrong one and live a life of regret? You'd rather hear preaching against drugs and alcohol and worldly living or, or live in a tent for half your life. My pastor down in Virginia Beach, man, Bobby Bricker, y'all know the story. That man lived in a tent. His dog got loose. He came to our church. Praise God. I ain't never heard of a dog. God using a dog to get a man church. But he, that dog got loose. He came to our church. He started coming. That man got born again. Hey, hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, he lived in a tent. But I'm telling you what, he got up and out of that. Amen. God worked in his life. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you this, that man got saved. He rode a bicycle over here and went. Listen, we'd be there. We'd have rainstorms down there. Listen, there are people not coming to our church because it rained too hard. Listen, that man would ride a bicycle. Amen. Amen. Carried his Bible in a in a in a in a in a, a, a Walmart bag. He'd sit down in the back of that church, amen, and he'd open that thing up and he'd sit there, pop a little with a smile on his face, amen. Rode his bicycle for miles. Who knows what he went through and dealt with that week? But I'm telling you, he's one of the happiest men in our church, amen. Amen. He'd sleep in he had the KOA in hidden campgrounds. Because he had nowhere to go and he would go to the heated ones with the bathrooms to stay warm. But I'm telling you what, he was happier than half the people in that church that had air conditioned cars and heat and running water and all that stuff. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you why, brother Jay. Because he gave it all to God. Amen. 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 The day he come to me, tears run down his face. We was cleaning the church. Tears run down his face. Preacher, I've got to leave. I said, Bobby, what? He said, alcohol and drugs got me here. He said, I've got a mama and I've got children that don't know the changed man that I'm in. I am. I've got to go tell them. Amen. Boy, I remember that day. We loaded him up. Him and his dog. I thought I could never get him on that airplane. 
good grief, they had one of the requirements of dog cage. I told them what the requirement was. I said, Bobby, we bought him a plane ticket. We're going to send you to Pennsylvania. Hey, that dog, because I, I said, put the dog in the bottom. That dog's traveling with me, preacher. I ain't putting that dog in the bottom of that plane. Good grief, okay. <laughs> So I called the airport. Hey, what size crate is it? They give me the dimensions of the crate, and it wasn't very big. The next moment we're supposed to go to the airport, here comes Bob's big old crate. I said, I can tell you I ain't got to take measure with that crate's bigger than what I told you. I'm not putting my dog in anything less than this. I said, oh, we are in trouble. <laughs> I'm telling the truth, and I'm telling you the truth. We went to the airport, minute, and I got the meanest woman. <laughs> next. I said, this ain't, I started praying. Man, I started praying. Bobby come up there. He's standing there. I'm telling him, we got him a ticket. No one in Pennsylvania won't wait to take him on his What's that? Craig, he's got a dog. He's taking all good yet. That's too big. Well, what's it supposed to be? Well, let me get my tape back. That woman, hey, that woman looked all over the airport. Take members, couldn't find one. Praise God. She finally said, just let him go. <laughs> I don't know how he done it. But he got to Pennsylvania with the dog. I don't care. But I'm telling you, God, he never take measure in that airport that morning. Because she looked all over the place. And I was like, praise him, please don't let him please. And all these people got backed up. And she kept seeing the people. And I'm like, praise where's the Raise the fucking fuss. And hey, boy, I'm telling you that. Finally, she said, just forget it. Go on. Praise <laughs> Listen. What the world had done to him was put him without a family, full of regrets in a tent. But Jesus put him back on his feet, amen. Yes, Gave him a new life in Christ. Didn't take him out of a situation, but he was happy. He was happy. It didn't matter. Hey, I've seen water dripping off that man's clothes. Sitting in church, smile on his face, singing when we sing. Amen. I'm going to tell you, a life of obedience to God's commands, whether they're easy or not, you need to do them, amen, because it's a whole lot better life than the alternative. God can overcome anything. God can save anyone. But if you're unfaithful to the little things, He's not going to use you. That's right, man. That's right. Morgan, I want you to come to the piano. We're getting ready to close this thing out. Look, look I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be thankful I'm saved. I want God, I want God to do something with my life. Amen. I don't know about you. That's the way I feel. Amen. You know where it starts? Being faithful to the little things. Those little things that we easily overlook. Look, if God knows He can trust you with the little things, there's no limit. There's no limit to what God can do with anyone in here if He'll trust you with the little things. Amen? Don't overlook the little things. Here's what God's looking for today. He's simply just looking for some people who love Him, that are His, that are willing to do the little things, that are willing to be faithful. Listen, why not be one? Why not say, God, here I am. I've overlooked some things. Well, I'm going to tell you, this convicted me. And there's been some things I've overlooked. It's easy to do. We better be faithful. 
And it's faithful to the little things as we all do the big things. Let's stand to our feet, every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen, she's going to begin playing. The altar's open. If you need to come to the altar, you come. Let's be obedient. Let's respond to the Lord this morning.